Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and I want to talk a bit about saving money raising chickens today. Um, we were at the feed store not too long ago and I just happened to scan my eye over the bags of feed since, you know, we're still contemplating chickens. Um, not this year, but certainly in, in the upcoming years. And one of the things that sort of struck me was kind of the ongoing costs of raising chickens, right? Because once your chicken coop's built, that's an initial expense that most of us have to go through is building a coop. Um, but, you know, once that's done, there's kind of some ongoing costs for raising chickens. For some states, it might be vaccinations and feed if your state requires them on poultry or other health costs. But, you know, feeding your chickens is a um, definitely a monthly expense for many of you. And that's what I kind of want to talk about today is some um, strategies to save money in raising your chickens. Now, free ranging your birds is definitely a great way for them to find bugs and plants to eat, which fills their bellies for free rather than the expensive chicken feed. But not everybody can do that. Maybe you've got city ordinances and rules that don't allow it. Maybe you've got a dog with a strong prey drive. I'm looking at you vault and your obsession with the squirrels um but maybe free ranging your birds opens them up to other predators like feral and domesticated cats right hawks and other birds of prey i know we lost a chicken to a hawk in utah and it kept coming back and it kept coming back for weeks um there was also a hawk that tried to get my um border collie cassini when she was a puppy too um and that was in in the suburbs so here in a more rural area we've got foxes bears coyotes hawks harriers eagles falcons owls raccoons barn cats bobcats and that's just to name a few of the critters that we have here that we have seen on our homestead so you know when I'm out with the puppies, I'm never leaving them alone. Um, I'm like a protective mother goose. Um, but it also means that my chickens are not going to be wandering around my property clearing ticks and other pests either. Um, you know, my, my garden isn't fenced either. Um, so, you know, that's where everything delicious is going to be. And if I'm already battling uh, the critters that are eating um certain things out of my garden i don't want to compound that and adding chickens to the mix too um so for me movable chicken tractors or chicken arcs um with a run that is how we're going to be able to move them around the property move them to a new area or a new bit of ground to till with their scratching um put them on a weedy area so they can clear that of weeds peck at the weeds eat the bugs so they're still able to forage they're still able to, you know, get rid of some of these pests like ticks or aphids and all that sort of stuff. Um, but they're protected by a sturdy coop and run. And having a sturdy house for your birds is really, really important, um, especially if there's predators in the area. Now, I'll be honest, I'm a little bummed out that the foxes that lived on my property have moved on. Um, they were incredible rodent hunters, but they are opportunists. And if your chickens are an easier meal, they will definitely go for them. So it's really important to invest the time up front in building a safe sturdy predator proof coop and that's kind of where you know we're starting is making sure that we've got a nice safe coop for everything 
And, you know, so if you're like me and you can't free range your birds without the run, obviously you could move a movable coop strategy like I'm doing. Um, although I do understand that some cities do have ordinances about on where your coop can be in your garden in terms of how many feet from, you know, dividing lines between neighbours. So how far away from the fence or your neighbour's property line are you? Um, I know where we used to live, we actually had you know, a city come and inspect where the coop was going to be. The coop had to be a certain um, set of dimensions and had to be a certain square footage and it wasn't allowed to be greater than that. So, you know, I know I understand that some cities do make it um, quite difficult for you to live this kind of self-sustainable lifestyle, which was commonplace, not, you know, in all that distant future for for many people. So, you know we do need to kind of come up with some other strategies so if you can't use a movable coop um, i'm gonna tell you some other strategies that you can use so number one is to shop around for feed different stores price things completely differently so have a look around and see if it's more economical to buy in bulk and store it um, but make sure that you can store it where rats mice or the family dog can't get into it my elderly border collie sparky he's 17 now but when we had chickens in utah he would be munching in the chicken feed out of the bag as i was hanging up the chicken feeder so i used to like feed the chickens and stuff whilst i was letting the dogs out to go to the bathroom and if i wasn't quick enough or i didn't put the food like back where it needed to be he'd be in that bag like quite happily swiping the food um but honestly, I mean, even now he'd probably still do it. But rats and mice are a much bigger issue where I live. So um, any feed that I have is going to need to be stored in metal trash cans, just like the dog food has to be in now because it's chew proof and it's going to keep things out. Um, certainly where I would live, I would need to be thinking about how to keep the raccoons out. Um, for you, you might need to do the same or you might be lucky and be able to keep the chicken feed dry and away from pests in your basement or elsewhere in your home. Um, another thing to point out is different chicken feed brands vary a lot in price and quality. So if I remember rightly, feed in Utah about four years ago ranged from non-organic feed being anywhere from 10 bucks to 27 bucks for a 30 pound bag. And certified organic feed was about $35 for a 30 pound bag. Did I say pounds earlier? Like 10 to 27 pounds? I meant 10 to 27 dollars for 30 pounds. It's because I'm English. I get pounds really confused. I'm thinking money rather than weights. Um, but organic feed was considerably more expensive. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it's even more expensive now. But shop around for the brands that you like and the type of feed that you want to use. Um, it can vary pretty drastically from the chain sort of, you know, farm supply and feed stores um, to a smaller independent or family run feed stores. Um, certainly the local feed store where I'm at, the cost of feed was a lot cheaper than another place in a couple of towns over that was a, a larger chain. And even in the UK, I used to get Sparky's food from a local feed store near my various family members. Um, picking up dog food was actually a perfect excuse to visit family. And I did like a mix and match of foods to make my dogs um, 
kibble basically so this feed store had their own brand of dog food as well as you know ones that you see in a normal retail pet store right um oh how he loved their lamb flavored food oh my gosh um but the the point was that it was actually like a third less than any of the well-named brand the quality of the food was much better and the ingredients were much better like there wasn't any food dyes in there um but I, uh, although I'm digressing to dog food here, um, I actually did the same with the chickens. So I mixed different feed brands together that I liked. So, you know, there was like an organic feed that I mixed and then I mixed in um, organic black sunflowers or flax meal or flax seeds or chia, um, even wheat berries if I could get them. Um, and I actually would check out the salvage stores, like the salvage grocery stores. And I often found things in bulk really, really cheap, particularly things around like flax meal, flaxseed, chia and wheat berries. There was a, mm, I want to say it was a big sack. So it probably was between 30 and 40 pounds of wheat berries. And it was less than $15 at one point. That was crazy. And that like really helped to kind of stretch out the feed that I did have. Um you know, by being able to kind of provide some other scratch and things in there. Um, so that, that was kind of one way that I was able to kind of stretch the feed out was kind of mixing ingredients together. Um, certainly if there was anything that was on sale, I would um, add that to the mix. Um, but my chickens didn't have like a, one particular brand of chicken feed just because it was more economical to kind of go for the mix and match approach. Um, my second tip is food scraps. So my granny always told me how she would feed the scraps to the chickens and chickens are great at pecking through kitchen scraps and eating stuff. Um, chickens are omnivores so they eat pretty much anything um, but there is a few things that we shouldn't feed chickens which I'm not going to get into in this post. You can definitely like look that up on, on your own. Um, but you could also do things like put compost in with the chicken run like many permaculturists do like chickens will happily turn over mix and add extra high nitrogen booster nuggets to your pile um, it's enrichment for the birds since they get to scratch and peck at bugs and bits of vegetation or food scraps to eat um, it cuts down on the amount that they are needing to eat of the purchased feed but it's also allowing your chickens to do what chickens do and that's good for for the flock to kind of you know avoid issues with hen pecking and you know those um, escalating into worse problems like cannibalism um, pumpkin innards from carving jack-o-lanterns leftovers and waste from canning like tomatoes or peach skins apple and pear cores corn cobs even spent grain from the mash when we were home brewing beer all of it went to our chickens I think they like the beer brewing days the best. They used to line up um, along the fence um, to their run. As soon as they saw that mash tun come out in the brew kettle, like when that was kind of boiling and the scent of hops was filling the air, like those girls were like lining up and stomping their little feet and clucking excitedly like they knew what was coming. Um, of course, it was a large amount of grain in a, you know, in one dose really. Um, and at the time I didn't have many chickens so it took them a while to get through all of that grain um, and I think in hindsight if I was to do that again um, I would either like separate the grain into smaller amounts that I could add over a few days and then I'm going to reduce the 
you know, likelihood that a rat's going to come and, and find the feed instead. Um, or, you know, have more chickens. <laughs> but it's a slippery slope if that happens. Um, but it's not just chicken scraps that you can um, feed to your chickens. Think about imperfect produce from the garden. Maybe you've got an overripe zucchini or a tomato that was eaten by a hornworm or that went too soft on the vine. Um, maybe you've got lettuce that's bolting or cabbage leaves that you're clearing off your cabbage or maybe you've got an overly big kale leaves that are covered in aphids, right? Your chickens are going to be happy to get any of that from the garden too. Um, some people feed their chickens things like cooked scrambled eggs um, or dried powdered eggshells. Um, so if you've got a surplus of eggs, um, you can scramble them and feed them back to your chickens. Some people say that it might encourage chickens to eat their own eggs for the protein, but others say that it doesn't. But it is one trick people use to save money raising chickens. Same with using the eggshells as being a source of calcium. So people save the eggshells, they bake them in the oven at a lower you know, a low oven temperature um, to dry them out and then they crush them down and then feed them back to the chickens kind of like you do with the oyster shell um and except it's a lot cheaper than oyster shell as a source of calcium for the birds um so some people do that too i personally have never fed my chickens cooked scrambled eggs and i've never fed the eggshells back to the chickens um i think my birds had a lot of greens um so they had a lot of you know kale collards cabbages those kind of things going to them and i think that's kind of what helped with some of the calcium because those type of plants have a lot of calcium in them it's certainly where i get my calcium from as a vegetarian um so i think the chickens might be might be the same um but again other people have fed their eggs back to the chickens and have had great success with it so um i kept it in here just for information for you um let's talk about what some other chicken owners have done and um they happily bring a chicky bag rather than a doggy bag um to potlucks parties even lunch if it's bought in at work um, they always help to clean up scraping leftovers, you know, into a container or a bag that they brought with them um, to take home for the chickens to eat. Um, and I did this too, by the way. Um, I even used to collect coffee grinds and tea bags at work for the compost from my friends and co-workers. Hey, it was going in the garbage anyway and always carry resealable plastic baggies or containers on you. That is my homesteader's tip. Um, there's no shame for the frugal homesteading game, people, okay? Um, it's free food for your birds and it, your birds are ultimately going to help to feed you, your family, even your friends and neighbours. There is no waste, um, you know, and when it comes to that homesteading cycle, you want to be putting it back into that cycle. So, um, that's, that's a really great way actually to get, um, free, you know, food for your chickens. If you're going to a potluck and there's always too much for people and there's always people who don't want to take it home. So, you know, there's, there's more often than not lots of, lots of leftovers. And because chickens are voracious eaters and they eat pretty much anything, um, you know, it does mean that you, you can, um, 
look to taking over leftovers for your chickens. Now, speaking of um, homestead cycles, um, you could also feed your chickens weeds. So weeds can't usually go into the compost, but they can usually go to the chickens. Sure, definitely some plants that are not good for chickens so check before you give them to your birds um but if you happen to have chickens and a bucket of weeds why not give them to your birds to eat and scratch through first um they can basically compost them for you and you're going to be losing less nutrients from your soil when you return some of that composted chicken manure back to the garden beds small weeds big weeds grassy seedy weeds all of it all of it can go to the chickens and many weeds um, and other plants that set seeds in your garden um, you know they're great for the chickens so remember one year's seeding is seven years weeding and if you happen to spot weeds that are going to seed you can gather those up and you know give them to your chickens we used to save sunflower heads and hang them to dry away from the rats and mice and then hang them up in the chicken coop for the chickens to eat but it's not just sunflowers basically anything with seed pods in my chickens always seem to go through um right now out in the the garden i've got tons of sweet sicily that's got lots of these big old seed pods on there and i'm pretty sure if i had chickens and you know i let those seed pods get ripe but not to the point where they were gonna pop open and seed everywhere um i could just toss those into the coop and let the chickens peck through those for me and uh that's a, a great way to you know give the chickens something to do right you know it helps with their mental um you know health um and you know we we sort of may think like a chicken's mental health really um but when chickens get bored and frustrated that's when they start pecking at each other they start fighting and then you get bigger problems moving on especially if they're in a confined space so giving them you know weeds to peck through or compost you know kitchen scraps all that kind of stuff you're going to be help helping to have a healthy and happy flock now, if you're in the garden and you happen to stumble across garden pests that you can catch, I like the slow movers like slugs, snails and, uh, you know, hornworms and stuff. But, you know, some people are a bit more nimble and can catch things like grasshoppers. Um, wood lice or pill bugs are kind of easy to find under um, bits of... Uh, log or you know bark and stuff uh colorado potato beetles cucumber beetles tomato hornworm uh cabbage white caterpillars for example um if you are able to gather all of these up into a bucket you can easily give them to your chickens um make sure though if you're going to give it to your chickens you don't drown them in soapy water um just use plain water and definitely don't use any pesticides um i you know sometimes would put water into the buckets it helps the bugs not escape um but also a lid on the container definitely helps um because sometimes um grasshoppers and locusts and things or crickets they're they're not very good at you know staying in the water um and they're pretty pretty good at jumping out of things with those big old legs so uh, a lidded container helps my hens would go crazy for bugs grasshoppers and crickets were definitely their favorites and they would go crazy for them um i would just dump the water with the bugs down on the ground in the coop in it or in a shallow tray and just let them you know back the bugs as they were 
seeing them. Um, it was definitely a good source of enrichment for them as well as a good source of protein. Um, and you can also try um, making your existing chicken feed more nutritious by fermenting it. Um, it does take some time and extra steps, but it can help make your feed stretch a little longer. Um, you can also try sprouting some chicken scratch, um, which is like separate to the normal chicken feed. Um, but you can definitely try sprouting some of that um, chicken scratch seed because the chickens love pecking at the sprouted seeds. Um, and if they're free range, you will see that chickens like to peck at grass too. So, you know, growing things like barley or wheat as a thick mat is really good for winter. Um, it's something you can easily do indoors if you've got a seed starting set up. Um, but it's something that's going to give your chickens something green and nutritious to peck at, scratch at and eat even with snow on the ground. Now, there are some other strategies that people use to, you know, save money and, um, you know, helping with their chicken feed bill. And some of those are things like, you know, raising soldier flies or raising mealworms. If you happen to have a worm composter and you, you know, get to a point where you've got too many worms, then you can definitely give some of those to your chickens. I I like to have the chickens out when I was digging over a garden bed because they would inevitably find, you know, various grubs and things that were in you know, the the ground, certainly if I was breaking a new bed, like breaking new ground and lifting turf, and sometimes they would find those, you know, giant grubs that are in, you know, people's lawns and stuff, and they would go nuts for those. Um, but that was just a really, really easy way to, you know, get them some extra protein. And also they were kind of just going through and scratching at the ground after I'd been through it. And of course, you know, they were leaving, you know, high nitrogen manure deposits as they were going through. So, you know, it was it was a kind of good way to add extra fertility to the soil, even though I wasn't going to be planting in it very quickly. Um, it was a good way to add those nutrients, you know, let the ground settle for a bit because I didn't want to plant in it right after the chickens had been through. Because um, with high nitrogen, that can be a bit much for your plants to handle. It's what's often referred to as being hot um, because it kind of burns the plants because it's too... Um, it's too strong basically so you kind of need to leave you know the area a couple of weeks before you would plant anything in there um but chickens are really really good at tilling up the ground for you um but there's lots of people who don't let their chickens into their garden and just maintain a happy healthy flock just by bringing in things that would normally be going to the compost pile they go to the chicken pen instead and then they take the material from the chicken pen and then that goes to the compost pile so there is an extra step in between doing that um but of course the extra benefit is having meat and eggs coming from your chickens so i would love to hear from you what tips do you have for raising chickens and saving money on feed what have you done that's helped save a few extra pennies when it comes to raising your birds until next time i hope you have a wonderful week and i hope that your garden grows beautifully <music>